0: The wide, wide world of sports is going on
1: here. Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world.
2: Austin Texas, baby.
1: It's Bucky and
3: Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn. 1049
1: AM1260. And HornFM.com with the Longhorns Play and
3: Austin Talks Sports.
1: rolling into our nine o'clock hour on a uh wednesday morning getting you up over the hump ty harrington is here ty henderson through the glass and a very special guest now joining us in our horn headquarters here in uh, west austin and a uh, familiar name the ut football fans of course uh, came in last year a transfer from james madison uh, played one year at Texas, and now he's off to a, what looks to be a promising real estate career. <laughs> we wanted to talk some football with Diamante Tucker Dorsey. We can call him Tuck. And um, now a graduate at the University of Texas. Uh, Tuck, how are you, man? I'm good, man. Thank you guys for having me on. Appreciate it. Not only do you look like you could still play, and you should be down there at the summer workouts <laughs> with the Longhorns, you're also smelling good.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. It got to smell good. And I definitely could still play if I wanted
1: to, man. See? <laughs> See? Now, do you, now, when it's 105, do you miss it at all? No, nah, not
2: at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get tired of walking out of my car going to show uh, homes and stuff. So yeah, it's warm. Don't miss that part of it.
1: Yeah, I'm sure coming from James Madison, where you know, it can
2: get can get warm, yeah, this man. is a whole different deal. It's completely different, <laughs> man. I, I miss uh, Harrisonburg Hills. Yeah. Well, uh, so Jane let's talk about
1: your path to where, where, where we're going to talk about where you, what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, James Madison, where'd you play high school ball? Uh, in Norfolk, Virginia. Norfolk, Virginia. Ah, uh, Lake Taylor High School. Okay, and then to to JMU. Yeah. And uh, well, man, unbelievable career there. I think you've yeah, he, yeah, got yeah. still owned tackling records and all the things you had at that level. And then uh, chose Austin. Talk about the the transition as, as a as a transfer, graduate transfer from JMU and James Madison with one year left. Mm-hmm. You 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 know, I'm assuming you're looking at it saying, okay, where's where can I go? Right. What what went into that process from James Madison to Texas,
2: and and you know why did choose tech? why did Texas actually ultimately become the choice? Uh, well, initially I had a school that I was uh, thinking I was going to go to. I was thinking I was going to um, go to UCF. I actually took a, a visit there um, first. And then uh, I got in the portal, and my name just blew up, right? I started getting calls from every school, SEC, Big 12, Big 10, and it was kind of like, okay, this is, I got to, you know, I got to really sit back and think about what I really want out of the situation because I didn't, you know, going into it, I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. But uh, once that all that started happening, uh, Texas called, and I was like, hold on, this is big. I've always (laughs) wanted to move to Texas. I don't know why, but that's just something that I've always been interested in doing. And um, I got here, love the staff, love the facility, second to none, Um, you know, the alumni and the network. Everybody just, um, you know, kind of gravitated towards me and wrapped their arms around me as soon as I got here. And then like they probably i probably had talked to every coach and they was calling people from back home i was getting random calls like you need to t- go to texas you need to talk to texas they calling me i'm like huh? i don't even really like know you for real like so for them to go the extra mile to you know show me that they really wanted me and um you know wanted me to be a part of the program that really stood out for me and then once i got here it was just like a, a wild moment. Like I didn't really, uh, you know, expect or know what to expect. But once I got here, I was blown away, and I kind of couldn't turn it down. It's really cool.
1: And uh, you know, we assume because we talked about this yesterday with with Sark and uh, the staff having the big recruiting weekends that they just did. Um, you know, I was there for a couple of those. You know, I'm actually. sure. Yeah, and we assume that Sark's not just uh, selling playing time in the University of Texas, but the whole package of the University of Texas and the coaches of what it what it can be, especially with the NIL opportunities and the connections which you which you have certainly made. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming that's part of the pitch when you're trying to recruit a young person and, and bring them in. You know, it's not just playing football and trying to win, win Big Twelve championships. It's the, the power of the brand of Texas and what it can mean for your for your long term.
2: Yeah, I think that's huge. You know. Uh, we have to realize that even though, you know, we all might want to go pro, more times than not, like when you go to a school like Texas, you actually have a chance, right? So it's a a much higher chance if you're going to, you know, a lower level school or anything like that. But you also have to realize that, you know, that that time that you're going to lose, maybe chasing that dream, might not be worth it, right? So you want to come to a school to where you can have options, and Texas provides you with that. They give you an option of, well, first of all, they're going to, well, now we have NIL, right? So you're going to be set up in, in, in that alleyway, but then you're going to be able to create so many relationships and people who actually want to, you know, pour into you and and, and see what see what you're about on the other side of football. So that's it's huge. You really can't beat it, man. And uh, for me, like, I'm an example, right? You know, I came here, and I've only been here for a year. If you have a four-year, five-year career, and you actually get out to the community and build relationships and network and meet people <laughs> – I don't know what, <laughs> like it's no, it's limitless. There's no, it's no limit to it. So that's awesome. It's huge. It's huge. And uh, Ty Harrington, I know you have a question for
1: for for Tuck. I was talking yesterday. You're talking about you're going on this golf trip next week with Quan, and Quan Cosby's going. Yep. And Quan, when I, we, he was a part of our Eyes on Texas multicast last week, and Quan sat with me and we talked, and we were talking about NIL, and he said, you know, I. Because I played minor league baseball for four years. When I got to Texas, I, I had already done the business side of sports. And so I was clear with Mac Brown that I wanted to gain these relationships within the rules of the NCAA at the time. And how about this, uh, Ty? Quan told me that through facilitated by Mac Brown, he had a quarterly lunch with every year while he was there, four years. Every quarter, he would have a lunch with one of the heavy hitters uh, yeah. by design to get to know them, meet them. And of course, we know Quan's come out the other side there after an NFL career, and you know no one has used those relationships better than I've seen him use those relationships. We're seeing him do it too. It's such a such a great model for student athletes in all sports to to try to use it. You went to the University of Texas. You know who who who's gone to that school who can who benefits that school. It's a,
0: it's a powerful place. It is a powerful place, and I'd be curious, Tuck, to think you know, when you got your T ring. Mm-hmm. What did that? What did that, What did that feel? No, what no, did no. It, what I didn't
2: get my t ring. I got a jacket. Did you? <laughs> no, <All right>. well, <laughs> I wait. got my letter, man. I got my Letterman jacket. But
0: uh, so let's just <laughs> use that as an example, yeah. then. And what? The, and and when you start reading the history uh-huh. of all the great athletes, football players that have yes. played here, and I think it's important for a person like yourself and the people before you, like quan mm-hmm. to take care of and to to engage you in what they've been through and what they've done and to their brotherhood and let it expand it which is what you're doing now from the business side of it and then hey you'll get to do the same thing to the future athletes and to the to the kids that are showing up as you mentioned you were on some of the recruiting parts Mm -hmm. you know this summer with coach sart yeah it'll be your turn
2: yeah yeah no and i'm definitely going to do my part because uh like i said the university provided me with an opportunity to you know put myself in position to live the life that i want to and uh I'm forever indebted to them, and uh, I do want me a t ring. (laughs) I actually asked about it, but I think you got to graduate. I didn't get a degree from here, but uh, I did. You know, I did become a part of the family, and they take care of me, so I take that. (laughs) It's awesome. Uh, before we get into your your, burn, uh, your your blossoming
1: real estate career and how yeah. that all came together, tell me about uh, your year at Texas, playing for PK, playing for Jeff Choate, and mm-hmm. kind of the direction of this program. I know there's a lot of optimism, you know, in these these rooms and for the fans. The season tickets are sold out, and, yeah, you know, record setting. I seen um, that. Is there, is the is the expectation and excitement appropriate for where you see this thing going?
2: Yes, 100. Um, percent I think we definitely have the team to you know, at least win the Big 12 this year. I think that's the minimum. But uh, playing, you know, under that staff was huge, you know, because the, the the atmosphere that they're creating, right? Uh, we had this thing called Culture Wednesdays where we'll come in and we'll, um, you know, just talk about, you know, who we are as people, what we've been through in life, certain topics that you don't usually talk about, you know, in the football um, atmosphere, right? We talk, we get really, very personal with each other and, you know, tell our back story. So that was huge and you know, bringing us together, and that kind of created, okay, now I know where this guy's coming from. I know what he's been through, so I'm going to fight harder for him. And I think um, that's why you've seen us have the season that we had, you know, last year compared to the one to the year before. We really took a step. I felt like even though I wasn't in the locker room just talking to the guys and hearing what they were saying about the previous season and how, you know, things were structured and kind of how stuff was going in Sark's first year, so um, I think that's where we took the step last year, and now we're just building on that and trying to, you know, th- they're putting it together, and then they added a lot of pieces. I mean, sure. on paper, <laughs> it don't get too much better. So yeah, they added some pieces. I, I, I think that, you know, the the hype and the, the glory is real, and we should be excited because it's going to be a big season. So
1: Take me more into that. So It's called Coaching Wednesday, is that right? Culture. Culture Wednesday. Culture yeah. Wednesday. Okay, so this this is intriguing because I, I, I'm with you on that. I, and I think you would be here, Ty, that uh, team building, you know, you got to know the guy you're going to battle with. Right. And no more than just their 40 time and, you know, if they can make the play, it's what background did they come from? What are they dealing with off the field like you all are? And that – you know, common bonds can create a strong strong unit when, when everyone understands, okay, I see that I'm not the only one or you're, you can be vulnerable and share your side of things and uh, other people are, are feeling the same way.
2: Right, and it was huge, you know, for the players. But we, we're together all the time, right? We go through workouts together, so we already have that bond. But I think the thing that was big about it was the coaches, they were a part of it. It wasn't just us. It was like a whole entire family thing where the coaches, they'll get vulnerable. They'll tell their story. They'll tell what they've been through. And I think that's why, um, you know, Sark is so good at recruiting and why he's uh, able to connect with, with us because he's just authentic, right? He's his true self. He doesn't hide, you know, his past, and he owns it. And that's huge for, um, you know, a trust thing. So now I want to go play for that guy, yeah. right? And um, I think that's, that's really, like I said, that's what created that culture. That's what put us on that path, and it, it definitely made a difference.
0: I think there's an openness to college coaches now, and I, I coached for almost 30-something years, and we weren't – I wasn't as open at times in my life because I felt like they always knew, hey, I got you back. I'll do what I can for you, you know, when that moment in your life, if there's a difficult time, I'm always going to be there. But I wasn't as open either until probably later in my career. I, I think it's refreshing. I truly do. To, to listen to coaches and to players discuss the things they talk about now and the openness in the locker room – as you just mentioned, mm-hmm. what Sark tells you his story, or the other coaches tell you their stories and right. the way their lives, are and the way they look at things, yeah. you're not going to look at this, the thing, you know, things the same way I am. That's right. what makes this world so beautiful at times. But I just think the coaches nowadays, and I'd be curious your answer is because you played in two different universities yeah. and very successful, both right. James Madison as well. Yeah. Are, are the coaches that much more open now about you know when you say culture and all these kinds of things? Do you and you. You've been around long enough now to understand that,
2: right? I think um, the landscape of, you know, like the world's changing, right? So I think that the culture around the world and how things is changing as far as social media goes and, you know, mental health and all that type of stuff, I think it all pours into that. Coaches are definitely now, you know, a, a lot more personable. You know, you can actually have a conversation with them outside of football, I think in that aspect it has changed a lot like when I first got to college you really couldn't talk to the head coach right and um uh, I think as time went on the you know, through my last year it was a, a completely different story where like me and Sartre I could text him at any time he'll respond or I could call him you know or uh, I was at his house for Thanksgiving like just little stuff like that that never really was uh, I guess you know in that aspect when I first got to college that really wasn't a thing so but I don't know if that's everywhere, you know. It wasn't right. like that at JMU, so I, I can guarantee you that. So uh, I think you know that's a special thing that we have here. I, I can't say that everybody does that. That's interesting. That is, but that you know, gosh, you,
1: you, you, that's probably surprising to you too. But I've heard from a lot of football players that they never really saw the head coach. They didn't right. talk. They talked to their position coach yep. all the time, right? That, but to be able to text and call Sark when you wanted to, and I'm assuming. Because you know, cause Sark has talked since he got here about him being more vulnerable, right? He went through his really, yeah. really down time after after USC, and you know, there were days where he thought he wasn't going to get another coaching job. When Nick Saban, you know, offered him an analyst role, and, mm-hmm. and you know he, he took that and ran with it. So, but so I'm, I'm assuming Sark's been vulnerable, but has he encouraged all the coaches to go there and be you know open? I mean, everybody's going to take a different attack, uh, attack with it, but yeah. I think that's a great thing where the coaches are able to share. You know, you know what the, their road and their hard times with with you guys, which you can help relate to them better.
2: Yeah, I think it was a requirement, right? And that staff, they're all they have a brotherhood, you know, within around each other. Like <laughs> they probably are closer to to each other than some of our us were as players, right? Wow. So I think that we feed off of that as well, like their chemistry and the way that they, like if they have a disagreement and the way that they handle it. I think, rubbed off on us, right? So we're we're following their lead, and I, like I said, I think that's a requirement that Sark has, which is why he picked the staff that he did, and uh, they really care, right? Uh, and they're sure. very experienced, very good coaches. So it's like once you have people that's bought in and you know everybody cares about each other, you know, paths beyond football, then you can really have something special, which is why, you know, the program is headed in the direction that it is now. Appreciate you sharing that. Uh, Diamante Tucker Dorsey is with
1: us, Tuck, as we'll call him. So, real estate—we're uh, going to learn your, your new your new path. Yeah, uh, as you said, you could have maybe tried professional, tried the league, but uh, <laughs> was that going to be the the, the, the the smartest use of your time? Right. And here you are making the move at a young age into real estate. Uh, did you did you know you were a fan of real estate before you got to Austin, or, or where does that come from?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I got into real estate, uh, interested in real estate during COVID. I was uh, selling Cutco. I don't know if you guys know what Cutco <laughs> is, but it's kitchen knives, right? And um, I was the number one agent in my city. I only did it for the summertime. Um, I was number one uh, rep in my city, and I had did, a, a, like, a presentation to one of my uh, teammates' dad's name, Clayton Cheatham, and, Cheetah, and um, he was actually a broker out right there in Virginia, and he was like, I mean, you're selling these knives. If you could sell some knives, you could definitely sell a house. So he actually got me into real estate then. I started taking my classes. Ended up finishing, just never uh, went and took the test because the season started and I got back into football mode. But that was always something that, you know, kind of kept my interest. And then um, last year I was talking to Nick. Me and Nick had a conversation, and uh, we was doing an NIL event, um, and I was just expressing, like I was telling you earlier, just, just you know, telling what I wanted to do. And Nick was like, oh, I can help you, and I can uh, introduce you to Gary Keller. And at this time I don't know who he is. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> All right, that's cool, yeah. I definitely like to, you know, meet somebody who's interested. So then um, we go, I kind of Google him, like, who is Gary Keller? And then (laughs) I see I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this is huge. Like, I definitely want to go now. So then we go, uh, we went to, like, one of his masterminds he had. This was around, like, October. And uh, we met him there. He was like, you know, whenever you want to get into real estate, anywhere you want to get into it, I can help you out. And I didn't really know, you know, it was on, like, a five-minute meeting. He wasn't talking directly to me. He was just – because it was me, Quinn, and Ro. We all went together, so – and Nick. So he was just talking to all of us. I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I don't know how true that is. But um, time go on, season coming to an end. And I start thinking, like, I don't know. So I text Nick. I'm like, Nick, I might need to go into real estate sooner than later. Can you see what I have to do? What's the process? Let me know. Nick like, all right, I'll hit you back. Um, I'll see what I can do. Then he hits me back maybe two weeks later. And I had texted him again. I'm like, you no, I'll just remind you because he ain't say nothing. <laughs> I'll like, just remind you. like, nah, i just been swamped. I, I'm, I'm working on it, though. He hit me back like two weeks later. He's like, um, well, Gary said he's going to take you through the process itself. I'm like, huh? He said what? He like, yeah, he said nobody else is going to do it right, so he want to do it. I'm like, okay, perfect. And then it came down. So this was probably what, early January? Yeah. Early January, so, so about late, six months ago. Yeah, early January, late December, and then I had got a, a invite to the Tropical Bowl, and the Tropical Bowl was on January twenty second, and then Gary wanted to meet with me with on July, tw- uh, July, January twenty <laughs> first. So the Tropical Bowl was in Florida, and Gary wanted to meet here. So I literally had it came down to just me making a decision, like what do I want to do with the next part of my life? Because if I don't go to the Tropical Bowl, that's basically saying like I'm done with football, right? and uh that's that's the first time i first uh i heard the, the voice of god you know guide me and telling me to do something man so i took the meeting meeting went great me and gary hit it off and uh he's been you know my mentor and pushing me and you know guiding me to, through the through the whole process so well for those who don't know uh Gary Keller is the executive
1: chairman of Keller Williams Realty, which is the largest real estate company in the world.
2: Say it again for the people in the back. In the world. (laughs) (laughs) By agent count and uh, second in closed Uh, sales
1: volume. And he's a UT graduate and um, helping you out, which is pretty cool. That's the the kind of people you meet. The largest um, real estate company in the
2: world. Don't get no bigger.
1: Don't get no bigger. And uh, (laughs) he is the tip of the spear of that. And he's taking you under his wing
2: personally, which has to... You know, feel pretty cool. Yeah, I was actually just with him this weekend and I, I tell people this all the time, it's past business now, right? Like I think he like kinda adopted me or something. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at me like family and I look at him like family and uh we spend a lot of time together and he just like I said, he just guided me, helping me through, you know, the whole process. It is a process, right? Sure. Um but He just, you know, he gave me the keys, so I kind of got a head start on it, and it's been going well, man. I'm blessed to be in the position that I'm in. That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, Also, this says uh, we have Cutco Knives. They're the best. They're the best. (laughs) I I got a whole set of Cutco. (laughs) I got a whole set. I actually been thinking about coupling my Cutco with my real estate, right? So. You get a new house, get you a new Nah, it only it only makes sense. <laughs> oh, I
1: like it. This guy's already thinking. Put yeah, things together. It only makes sense. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, uh, my my guy my guy Carlos says if Tuck's looking for a mortgage broker, I'd love to help. My guy vtexismortgageguy.com dot com. That's my guy Carlos who helps. Yeah, out yeah. With I'm
2: it. always looking to network and connect with people. Man, okay. hit me up on Twitter, Instagram. We call me, text me, whatever. I'll uh, drop my business card in here or link whatever, and uh, definitely uh, feel free to reach out. That's
1: awesome. Diamante, Tucker, Dorsey. And uh, so now you're on the, are, are you out selling homes now?
2: Are yes, you available? Yes, yes, I am available to any price point, any anything you need help with. I also do work with leases. And uh, don't look at me as a salesperson. I'm not a salesman. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I am a resource and I'm an expert in the market. If you want help and you need assistance, please feel free to reach out. I'm not a salesman. I don't want to sell you anything. I want you to, you know, come to me with questions, advice, and, you know, as a guide. that's my job, to help. I'm not trying to sell you anything. If you don't want to do it, fine. But if you do, I'm here to help. Hey, so uh, for, from just to make sure, DeMonte Tucker Dorsey, what is your Twitter account? Uh, D Tucker, hold on, what is my, oh, Tucker Dorsey underscore. Tucker Dorsey underscore. Yeah.
1: I want to make sure people can find you. Uh-huh. Uh And... Any other ways of connecting with you?
2: Uh yeah. yes. Y'all can find me on Instagram at D tuck underscore and Facebook Diamante Tucker Dorsey. I'm getting my TikTok started. I haven't did that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I never been really into it, but I'm starting. I'm It's tough also, to get into it. It's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not for I'm the dancing that and one. stuff. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> try. And I got a uh YouTube channel coming soon, but uh my primary is Twitter and Instagram, so that's where you can find me at the most. And uh if you want to text me or call me, my number is 512 756 3992
1: There you go. And if you need that, we'll have it
2: here to get you that. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Diamante, Tucker Dorsey, again at Tucker Dorsey underscore on Twitter, and there he is right there. Just uh followed him. So uh we'll be in touch. Well man, thanks for doing this. We're we're happy this is a great example, I think, for for folks of, of you know, there's a lot of conversation about the NIL and its its problems yeah. and pitfalls that yeah, are coming. Yeah. But, uh, boy, so much good is happening with it too.
2: Uh, I can't tell you how, how much it helped me, right? It gave me the option to even consider doing something else, right? Like I think a lot of times, like I was telling, uh, speaking about earlier, we get into, you know, sports to be, you know, go pro. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll ride it till the wheels fall off, right? But sometimes we, 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 we lose a lot of time doing that. And um NIL gave me the opportunity to sit back and say, Okay, well, I'm doing this for money. Like I'm playing football so I can get paid, take my family out of the right. situation that they're in, you know, have a better quality of life. Well, NIL kinda gave me a head start on that. So I could, you know, sit back and think, what do I actually want out of life? What do I actually want to do with my life? Is these next you know, what's the shelf life of an NFL player? Three, four years. Three, four years max, yeah. Is that three, four years worth, you know, the three or four up years into the real estate thing, yeah. Like I,
1: and my three. Well, players. look, I'll say, and and coach, we wrap this up with 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 Tuck. I mean, you just heard a young athlete who's a competitor choose a meeting with Gary Keller over playing in an All Star game that could have sent him into the into the league. I mean, that's that's powerful. That that's a lot. I mean, you and you said you heard the voice of God telling you, but yeah. can am I going to take this really really maybe once in a lifetime opportunity to to go to this meeting or am I going to go play in an All Star game? That's big
0: time. Yeah. yeah, let me say this: you're a lot about what's right. Yep. About college athletics. I appreciate it. (laughs) Yep, absolutely. And man, congratulations on being a part of the Longhorn Brotherhood too, because it is a, as you're seeing and you're identifying now in your life, how important it is and how big it is. And as you use the word blessed, we all were and are to be blessed to be a part of that family and that brotherhood. And. And best of luck to you, because you are a lot about what's right about college athletics.
1: Thank you. I
2: appreciate it.
1: Well said. Appreciate it, Diamante, Tucky, Dorsey. We're coming back. Nick Shuley, who connected Diamante with uh, uh, Gary (laughs) Keller, will be with us with our live music update. That's coming next. Really appreciate uh, Diamante, Tucker, Dorsey, Tuck coming in, and uh, all the uh, kind words on the text line in respect to Tucker, Dorsey. And congratulations to him on his future. I just that that's a cool story. I've been doing this a long time on the radio. Been talked to a lot of athletes. That's I've never heard of a guy Ty that uh, turned down an opportunity to go to a bowl game because he knew how important the meeting with Gary Keller might be for his future. And that's that's uh, perspective. But it's also it's hard to take the competitor out of, out of a competitor. That uh, you know that's going to be. He just said it. Ty, that's the last time I'm going to play football if I don't go to that bowl game.
0: I, I mean, I think you're looking at a mature person who saw the big picture. Yeah, I, honest to goodness. I mean, I think he and he used the word blessed too. like he, he he knew in his lifetime he had gone further than maybe what anybody ever expected or thought drove himself, you know, committed himself to, to be something and to do something. And then and then also made the transition from James Madison to here. And at that point, he said, OK, look, I'm looking around this locker room. There's probably some guys that are going to be drafted are going to be similar to what a lot of us do. We look at it, and go, I'm not that good, maybe on the field so this is my moment why people recognize him this is my time this is my moment as he said he spoke to from a religious standpoint you know a spiritual standpoint and and god told him hey maybe this is your this is your path and um you gotta love it again i mean that when i say it he's a lot about what is great and should be great about college athletics and and people moving forward and Oh, that's we're gonna, fun.
1: We're going to get our live music update with Nick Shuley. Uh, let me correct. I said Gary Keller's a UT grad. He's a Baylor grad. Oh, yeah.
3: He's a Baylor guy.
1: And, and uh, it's kind of like Utah, Gary Keller, Keller Williams Realty. Um, both parents are teachers yep. like you. You're both your late parents were teachers and uh, educators. And so, as you said to, to me, Nick, off the air, the Gary Keller and his real estate venture, I mean, it's about houses and real estate, but it's it's about teaching. He likes to teach realtors how to, how to sell, how to do things. And He's like the uh, the Pied Piper of real estate on a worldwide level.
3: Yeah, he's he's incredible and he's any opportunity that man gets to teach like like he you can't even get him to speak at your events. He's like he was a big time speaker and I'm sure made tons of money doing that, but he doesn't even do it anymore just because he doesn't have the time. But when I call him for moments like that where it's teaching some of these kids or bringing kids into some of his uh you know, events or talks that are already happening. He makes space. He makes it available just because he is that. He's that for his agents. He's that for me. He's that for anyone who pretty much crosses his path. He just wants to help change their life. And he has this thing where he says, you know, no one succeeds alone. And he always finds someone to succeed with in something because he can't do it himself. And it's it's been really cool to watch and watch him help these kids, too. I,
0: yeah. lo- I love that quote. Nobody succeeds alone. No way. I, yep. I mean, I, it's not, you know. You know, you've used the comment earlier in the show about, um, you know, it's who you know sometimes. It's you're not not necessarily what, and nobody succeeds alone. I would not have, and success is always measured by different, you know, metrics by people or, or yourself, but I never would have succeeded, you know, if, if well, number one, my parents. Um, but number two, Coach Kess gave me a chance as a, to be a student coach when I was 22 years old, after I walked off the field in Omaha, Nebraska. I flew to Cape Cod as an assistant coach and coached guys that I just got to playing against in the College World Series. But and so to, awesome. to me, I wouldn't have done, I would not have gotten to to, to do the things I've gotten to do as a coach and other things in my life um, alone.
3: Yeah, and but he saw cool. something in you, just like I think Gary saw something in Tuck, and and I think that's that. And look, look where he is now. Look where you are now, all because of you know somebody believing in you or the right person finding you. And I think that's such a great example of what nil needs to be and you know i was talking to you guys about that's where a lot of this came from in the clark field collective stuff and a lot of what we do is i focus a lot on the kids who aren't going to play pro anymore the ones that the ones that are just trying to figure out their way in the community or say hey this is what i really care about anytime i have a conversation with someone about NIL. I'm like, what are you interested in outside of sports? What are the what are your passions? What are these things? Because if I can connect them to someone in the community, just have dinner, have lunch, it can really change their trajectory in their life, and that's the goal. Well,
1: I do know, having uh, known Nick Shuly now for a little while, you 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 connect people. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Nick has already connected me with. I'm like, oh man, I thought I could connect you. Nick knows everybody. <laughs> I've lived and, in this
3: town too long.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Though. But you're you're so willing to do it. I mean, that's really cool. I mean tuck wouldn't have come in if you hadn't helped us uh, connect that that's that's good stuff right there our audience really appreciated it for sure uh and appreciate what gary keller is doing because you said you you went to gary to say which, which agent should i get him with to, to help him along his way he said oh that's me
3: yeah he got will that, be me <laughs> i figured he was gonna you know pass me to to someone somewhere in the in the company that, that had more time and, and gary was like no I, it's gonna be me put me on a text with him and instantly he's taking him under his wing just i can't tell you the lives that guy's changed the like gary changes so many people's lives and he like watching tuck go through this and kind of sitting in the front row has been an absolutely incredible we're, we're thing.
1: getting calls about how great of a guy he is right yeah now. yeah no, well, that's about cool. gary yeah
3: oh that's incredible i mean it's it's the truth man like he, he really he really like takes care of people hey, man I, I might need to go get my real as <laughs> as yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Hey, i know a guy i got I you know, tight. I, yeah. I got yeah. you who
1: knows a guy who knows a guy oh man he's got books out too gary keller the millionaire real estate agent the millionaire real estate investor the one thing is one you highly recommend, the book uh, yeah. uh, by Gary Keller, a worldwide bestseller, The One Thing. Okay, so let's get to some live music, because in addition to your, your job <laughs> with Keller Williams, you also <laughs> are the president of the Austin Music Movement, helping uh, musicians and music all over Austin, Texas, and throughout Central Texas, and... Uh, uh, you've got the, the, the big picks for the upcoming week, which is a holiday for a lot of people, so some free time maybe to get out and see some live music. Where are you, where are you suggesting they go?
3: Yeah, the first one I got is, is a place that I don't think we've talked about, it, the Sahara Lounge, which is out off Weberville Road. It's kind of at 183 and MLK. It is a really, really funky spot. If you want to you wanna feel, feel some Austin, go there. But they have three really good up-and-coming kind of country, alt-country bands playing, uh, Will Cope, Altamesa and JD Clark, they're awesome. Mesa is one of my favorites. They've got this little. you were talking about Petty, Tom Petty earlier. They've got this thing that I hear a little Petty in them, which cool. I, I think is a great thing. Uh, and then at uh, at Emos on uh, tonight, uh, the Struts, which is just some good old fashioned rock and roll. And then at Love that the,
1: name too for rock and roll, the Struts. Oh yeah,
3: they 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 definitely in, uh, embody that and the at the 04 Center there's this awesome charity called the House of Songs which pairs international songwriters with local Austin people and vice versa and a lot of Austin artists end up writing huge hits that get big in like Denmark and go number one so they make some some money off oh, that's that cool. and Troy Campbell from Loose Diamonds who was like the biggest musician in Austin in like the early 90s he's the one that founded that and he's got they've got a show with Graham Weber who also runs that and it's kind of a songwriter series so they curate that it'll be really cool.
1: That's at the 03, 04 Center right next to uh- Matzel Rancho
3: there on South Lamar this is the one I'm trying to I'm going to try to weasel tie into tonight it's Little Yachty taping at ACL so the, the Austin City Limits show uh, this is the first hip hop one they've done in a while I, I'm very intrigued to see how this taping goes but it's apparently going to be packed so I'll, Ty will work on it for you thank
1: you sir Little, <laughs> little <laughs> Yachty now what's, uh, what's he about Ty? He's weird. It's, it's like he's done rap, but he's also done, like, weird kind of emo rock before. Yeah, it's, soul, it's all funky. Yeah.
3: Like, it's It's cool. He's he's definitely worth checking out.
1: Well, I'll say if Terry Lacona and the crew at ACL pick him up, he's talented.
3: Yeah, I'm, he's I'm super all, they talented. Don't, they
1: don't put take people. <laughs> That aren't uh, playing in the big leagues at some point soon. That's for sure. Uh, Little Yachty tonight uh, taping. Now, one good show you've got for for Thursday night.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a group called the Waters. They're playing the Saxon Pub, and it's a husband wife duo. They're from Sedona, but they live in Austin now. And they it's just some really good, quiet, uh, folky Americana kind of music. And it's it's it'll be a good uh good one to check out on a Thursday. It's the Waters tie. All
1: right, it's like it that. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Also Friday back at the Saxon Pub uh, leads yeah. your your and we got some tickets to this one.
3: Yeah, well, the the second one. So folk uke is playing the Pub. I, I need to spend a second on this one. So it, it is. Uh, I got. I can't mess up her name. Kathy Guthrie, who is the daughter of Arlo Guthrie and the granddaughter of Woody Guthrie. Whoa! Oh, with wow. Amy Nelson, who is Willie Nelson's daughter. So they have this. It's called folk uke, and it is a very irreverent, almost comedic folk show, and it is so entertaining. It, they basically tell jokes the whole time, but they're insanely talented musicians. Obviously, they have a pretty good bloodline. It is <laughs> hilarious to watch. Go see that show.
1: <laughs> That's going to be at the Saxon Pub, and uh, coming up before we get out of here, we'll give away a pair of spots to that show. Right?
3: To, well, to actually the show after it. So Hector Ward in the big okay. time. This was Joe Abel's pick, the owner of the Saxon. So we have to. He's like, you got to go get people to go see Hector Ward. This one's a fun one, and it's. He said it's a rock country funk mix, and he said, I'm this. get out there." Who? What he at this is, this is Hector Ward. Oh yeah, he he gets after it. Joe said it's a, it's a rocking time, so we'll have tickets for that one.
1: Hector Ward and the Big Time at Saxon Pueblo. A ticket giveaway coming up. Also, Moody Center with one uh, on Friday night.
3: Yeah, Illenium, which is good. Poppy dance music with All Time Low, Said the Sky, and Imani. I see Ty smiling. That yeah, takes me back right there. <laughs> That'll be a big one. And then the Peterson Brothers at the Continental Club on Friday. It's a, That's a great one for the holiday weekend. Yeah,
1: into the weekend. Saturday, Green Hall. Uh, it'll be hot, but it'll be worth it.
3: Always. And Ty and I were just talking about Green Hall. Mike and the Moon Pies, who put on a great show. And then out at the hot spot in Cedar Park, I don't know if we've talked about that, but there's a group called Biddy Biddy Banda, which they're the best Selena cover band. And it has... Uh, this woman named Stephanie Bargara that has the most incredible voice, and it you will like if you close your eyes, you think you're listening to Selena. That's
1: awesome. That's the hot spot in uh, where is that out north
3: Cedar Park, Cedar yeah. Park,
1: uh, Biddy Biddy Banda. I love the name too. Yeah. That's awesome. And then uh, Lukanbach. How about this on a on a Saturday night during the Fourth of July weekend? I
3: had to throw that on there. It's de- that's worth the trek if you've never been to Lukanbach. It's a, you know a pilgrimage you need to make as a music fan. But uh, Pat Green and Cory Morrow, just two two classics. That uh, that'll that's I mean what a, what a perfect show for that weekend.
1: <laughs> that is awesome, and uh, Ty, you and I were talking about this one over the weekend. Whitewater Amphitheater, not far from your house, has a good one.
3: Yeah, another another great one. Randy Rogers and uh, William Beckman, who's a f- he's he's one of the best up and coming in that scene. If you haven't seen Beckman, he's wow. kind of an old soul. And how Rick- about how about that though? When he starts off and he sings and inks and all of a sudden he breaks off into Spanish, you're like, uh, oh my god, no, the kid this is unreal. Oh, he's incredible. It, well, I mean, it is. And, it, am I
1: right to say that Randy is at the age now he's starting to bring up young yeah. young oh, yeah. artists
3: now? Yeah. I mean, he's the one that found Parker. Like, okay. like, yeah, Randy found. Parker McCollum so Randy Randy's done a lot to kind of keep the scene going with Cheatham Street and everything he's done
1: that's cool all right Monday and of course it's the holiday weekend uh, a lot of people including us will be off on Monday so you can see some uh, great shows there
3: yeah I like this one TLC with Shaggy and Sean Kingston at Bass Concert Hall that's a good 90s R&B R&B show uh, and, that's
1: TLC don't go chasing waterfalls oh right? yes yeah come on man hits. who won't be singing along to that hits.
3: One? I mean and, I mean you got Shaggy there with hits too <laughs> Ooh!
1: This is vast concert hall. That, the only takes thing about me, bass is you, it's hard to stand up and dance. Yeah, this takes me back to like the back of my mom's minivan. Right. This is like a this is
3: like a middle school dance for me. Not talking to anybody. I
1: love it. All right, TLC Monday night with Sean King, Kingston and Shaggy, which will be great, and then also Antones with a great one for uh, Monday night.
3: Yeah, it's a yearly thing they do. Miss Lavelle White, an absolute Austin legend, she she does her birthday bash, so that's always a fun show. And then the the Fourth of July. These are these are two two big ones. Obviously Willie Nelson's Fourth of July picnic at Q2 Stadium. He's got one of my personal favorites, Tyler Childers, Austin High own Shaky Graves, and a, a bunch of other artists. So you know Willie's picnic. If you haven't been, that's you definitely oh, need to go.
1: Hopefully the sound's better than last. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I heard a lot of people that went last year, and uh, the sound not great. At Q2 I, I still stadium. haven't
3: seen a show. I mean, the stadium experience is phenomenal, oh, but I haven't been match, to it. Yes. Yeah, I, I haven't been to a show there yet. I love this. I was lineup. lucky
1: enough to be in a box, so I, I just watched it on the TV in <laughs> there, and they had a nice surround sound. Exactly, it sounded <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah. See, Ty, who'd you know for that event?
3: <laughs> uh, someone I worked at all. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Smart man. Yeah. Uh, and and then cool. lastly, the uh, this one. This one, I I don't know if it's the first time they've done it, but it is the hawk. Dog hot dog eating contest and concert at Mohawk, so it'll be a nice. Uh, there's a couple punk bands, uh, Dice Dice Spits and Party Van, but they also have a hot dog eating contest, which uh, which will be a big mess and probably a lot of fun. speaking
1: of my interest. There you yeah, go, yeah, me too, actually. And by the <laughs> way, Willie Nelson turned 90 years old this week or this year and uh, had that big party out at the Hollywood Bowl. He's got a new album out, Is like 151st album. He's a machine. It's oh called God. bluegrass. It's, He's a uh, machine. It's a lot of his classic uh, tunes done to bluegrass, which is pretty cool. Mm. So Willie, 90 years young and still going, and having a birthday party on our our nation's birthday party. Nick, thanks so much for this. Uh, you know, we're gonna give away those tickets coming up with those passes to the Saxon Pub. Uh, always great intel. Thanks for what you do for our, for live music and for our show. Thanks guys. Appreciate yep. it. Hey, come on back. We will uh, give away those spots. We'll reset our top stories and get you set up for light the tower here on B and E. It's Bucky and Aaron. Yeah, a lot of wide-ranging conversations this morning. The uh, pending showdown between the NCAA and the new NIL laws in the state of Texas. NCAA sent a memo to all schools across the country saying, "Remember, just because your state changed the laws and the rules doesn't mean you don't have to abide by our rules." It is still is. This is this is where we are right now. Because we had the attorneys on yesterday, Ty, who helped craft the legislation that goes into law on July the 1st in our state. They, they, they signed into law. The governor signed into a law, cover for, for schools, a law with rules that they know are against the rules of the NCAA. Think about that. Like the, the law is, and that tells you how impotent everyone believes the NCAA is. That the, the laws that are going into, yeah, and then the NCAA says, well, you can't break them. Well, what are you going to do when we abide by what our state allows us to do? And the answer is probably nothing, probably very little. And yeah. that's where we're at. That that a state house put law put rules in place that are go against what the NCAA's rulebook says.
0: I, th- I think you're going to see uh, a lot of conversations. Um, there needs obviously there's going to have to be some really candid, <laughs> really common sense. Um, conversation, progressive, common-sense conversation Ooh, that needs to take place. You, you know, you've got a new NCAA president, Charlie Baker. Uh, I think, he, if I remember right, he's an ex-politician, so that might bring in the federal government piece of it. I think there's some people from different conferences who yeah. think By he— By the way, he, he did
1: not, not come off very well in his interview at the College World Series yeah. about NIL.
0: And
2: I, I think, <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I, but I think, I think that—I mean, come on. I mean, it, this, it, college athletics is so important. It is. Right? I mean, this show is, you know, even though this show is for the people and about the people, it's, co- it's it's collegiate athletics is a good portion of so many pieces of our lives that is so entertaining, so much fun, and there's so much involvement. we got to roll our sleeves up. I mean, somebody's got somebody's to stand at the table and say, okay, fellas, we're going we're gonna, to, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to figure this out. Right? Well, and we're going to have a lot of common sense in this. We're going to go to the people that it affects the most. We're not going to sit up in a high chair and make the decisions based on what we think. Let's go down, and, and I say down, let's go get in the in the weeds and let's get this thing figured out. It's too important. It is too It's important. too big and it's too but important the, and it's too the, progressive.
1: In the real time, what will happen? Because, of course, I think there's federal legislation coming. Yep. Uh, but what's that going to look like? And, again, in the memo from the NCAA to all the schools, they use the word permissive to avoid going too far. They didn't say, if you do this, we're going to do this, because they can't. Um, Because if they had the power, they would say, look, if you do it, here's what we're going to do. But the other thing that the NCAA didn't do, and they've never done, is here's our solution to it. NCAA never gives you that. Remember, this is our rule book. I know that goes against what your state just passed, but you still have to follow them, we think. Well, guess what? They never followed up with, well, then here's what we think we should be doing. Here's our steps to take to actually try to address it to everything you're saying. No, they just ran off to the the federal government to say, well, uh, we can't handle this. Can you help us? Uh, Give us a lifeline. Uh, That's pretty pathetic, but that's where we're at. All right. uh, Ty Harrington has been tremendous for, for two days, Yesterday or Monday and today. Can't thank them enough. Let's give away those passes to Saxon Pub. Nick Shuley, our live music correspondent, always brings us those live music passes. Saxon Pub, Friday night, to see that second show on Friday night, which is going to be tremendous. Uh, pick those up. If you want to have two spots there on a Friday night, Ty. Caller which one? Caller number four. Caller four we will win those passes. Saxon Pub, Friday night. Um, great people there at Saxon. Joe Abel is on the team at Saxon Pub providing those, so thank you very, very that, much. Um... I, was it Hector Hector something I played a little bit of that his yeah. top song it only ha- it doesn't have that many hits on Spotify but i tell you what the first 30 seconds you're in I'm yeah. in it's one of those yeah. songs that grabs you yeah yeah I'm I'm down with that so uh country groovy vibe country groovy vibe so let me remind folks who that is Friday night it is uh uh, Saxon Pub. Hector Ward in the big time. Hector Ward of the big, big time. we will be seeing that show on a Friday night into Fourth of July weekend. We also talked Vanna White and the Wheel of Fortune situation with Ryan Seacrest. Um, we've been all over the place, Ty. And that's what's fun about it. We appreciate you doing it. And I know you're. You, the rest of this week you'll be working and doing your, your real job. But come Sunday you're headed out to Bend, Oregon. I think that's where Abandoned yep. Dunes is, right?
0: I think so. For a I hope week. so. Is it a week of golf? It is four days of golf, and some days 18 holes, some days 36. And the day we land, we're playing a par three. The weather's going to be nice and cool, Woo! and it's going to be a change, and I am excited as I can be to get out and go do something different. I've never been. Um, I'm excited oh, about I that with the group I'm going with. And, who and, do I know
1: that went to Bend? Uh, that was Bob Balou. Our yeah. friend Bob Balou yeah. did that with the trip, and it uh, said it rained the whole time, but they still had a blast.
0: I'm uh, I'm okay with that. I mean, it's just the cool weather and the wind, and the people were going. to a Friday Hackers group out of out of the and Quan will be a part of that as well. And so I'm excited. And I got to real quick give a shout out to a friend of mine. I mean, Kristen Gant, who listens to your show nonstop, and Kristen her husband, Gant. and her husband Robert Gant is new, a uh, border the University of Texas was a teammate of mine. She listens to you guys. Every morning, wherever she's doing, wherever she's hustling around the city of Austin, and and, and making sure Robert's life is better, <laughs> she's <laughs> she's constantly a big fan of you guys. And so I want to give Chris a big shout out, and uh, and to you guys, Christine I I going to follow up with what JJ said yesterday. You guys do such an unbelievable job of promoting sports and good uh, human fellowship across the the great city of Austin and and the surrounding areas. Congratulations for you guys for what y'all do for all the sports. The many sports. Not just one of them. All of them. You guys are truly a show for the people, and we appreciate that. See,
1: there you go. Thank you, Ty. That is very, very nice of you. And I look forward to Bucky's return next week. But uh, uh, special guest host Mike Craven is going to be with us from Dave Campbell's Texas Football on Friday. Uh, We'll maybe have a special guest tomorrow. haven't lined that up just yet, but we certainly will. And we appreciate Ty Harrington and J.J. Gotch this week and Ty Henderson for all their hard work and um, great stuff. Thank you to Diamante, Tucker, Dorsey, and Nick Shuley this hour missed any part of that you want to hear if you missed a uh, talk man you're gonna to want to hear that interview really good stuff compelling as you said he's he's about what what college athletics is all about the good in college athletics coming next is like the tower jeff howe cameron parker would you say kristen gantt yeah thank you kristen gantt appreciate you being a listener every single day that is very nice of you ty great stuff yeah and congratulations to trevor trevor's our winner going to the saxophone right, friday night you'll love that what a great austin experience it is Have a wonderful Wednesday. We'll hit you on a buck off Thursday, 6 a.m. tomorrow.